I just you. can I just stay on Reddit and call it a day. Oh, I was reading it before I went to work out, and then I had to get food. Otherwise, I'd be cranky. Uh, this is Sean Stowell, Lieutenant Watson of the USS Melbourne, and you are listening to Comic Pop Library. Episode of Comic Pop Heroes brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Richard, along with Lenny, Jacob, and Jonathan, and Logan. And in today's episode, we are going to be looking at Velvet Before the Living Dead. <laughs> that's so fun. That's, what? That's, now it's, dead. A, now yeah. it's an interesting living story. Dead. <laughs> now it's an interesting story. Yes. She. Today's episode, <laughs> we are going to be looking at Velvet Before the Living End, written by Ed Brubaker. The artist is Steve Epping. The colorist is Elizabeth Brettweiser. The letter is Chris Edipolis. And this was back in 2014 by Image Comics. When the world's greatest secret agent is killed, all evidence points to Velvet Templeton, the personal secretary of the director of the agency. But Velvet has a dark secret buried in her past. A secret that's about to tear her whole world apart. And yes, I'm from the South. I say tear. <laughs> Instead of tear. Oklahoma. Wasn't there like a whole episode about is it tear or tear? Yes, there was. It wasn't the whole episode. It was like half of the episode. It was a whole hour, but... That one didn't work either way. Uh, this is one where... For me, I enjoyed it because it had the James Bond feel, but it was with the female protagonist mm. instead of the male. Uh, I she liked, was very Bondish, wasn't she? she? Yeah, Especially she was, how she yeah. got down and did her business and did what she wanted and got out. Well, she was kind of a no-holds-barred agent. Well, well I, we have to spoil a little bit. She was a former agent, and you don't find that out probably till about, what, quarter of the way through? So it's given away pretty fast. And she's pretty much rogue. Right. She goes rogue. I gave that away, too. My bad. So but, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Like, but she's ruthless. You know, like, yeah. you know, she'll sleep with anybody she has to to get the job done. She'll kill anybody she has to to get the job done. Mm. Uh, so it's basically a female bond to me when you take it to that 
dark version, which is kind of the Craig. What's his name? God, just, Daniel uh, Craig. Thank you, Daniel Craig's version. The Daniel Craig. It's a little Bond. bit darker than any of the other previous Bonds. So Timothy Velvet. Dalton was a pretty dark Bond. Yeah, but I didn't. Get I mean, for him. for the he, no, what, what did he do? One or two? Two Living Daylights two. and License to Kill. No. he did License to Kill. I've never no. seen any of them. So <clears throat> wow, that's like one of the most famous ones. But this one, I don't know about the. I've never. I've never. I don't know. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I, I can tell by how, who he is that he I would mean, have been a darker Bond. We have British actors coming over and doing American roles. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Timothy Dalton. Fine, you can go over and do a British role, but do a British accent. Do a good British accent. You know, it's, I think it's Don't. really hard for Americans to fake accents because <laughs> our accents so. are so naturally muddled. <laughs> it, it comes off fake, but for British people to do a nice southern Georgia accent. They get into it. They're really good at it, and it's scary. And then they go back to, oh, I'm going to, Andrew Lincoln, oh, I'm going to go pop over here and have a spot of tea. It's going to be lovely. You know? It's just, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, he's so guttural <laughs> and so Southern and so, like, it's all coming from some phlegm that's caught in the back of his throat. Like, and, like, yeah, it's it's an amazing transformation. I will give them that. Yes, that is great. But that's why I didn't get into Timothy Dalton's Bond. Anyway, this girl as yes. Bond. This one, I don't know about the novels, but this is a darker version even from that. I just saw something uh, about Ocean's cool. 8. Did you, Have you guys read about that on the intranet? Here we go. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm on your side about this. I feel like it is a bit sexist to just reprise old movies with all female characters. Like, all female. I mean, it'd be one thing to, like, gender expose it to I where there's... But, like, they want to do an Ocean's 8 Go ahead. How about just roll dice? If it's even, that character is male. If it's odd, that character is female. Or other way. Right, like just mix it up a little bit more. That's what I'm saying. I agree with Logan. Yeah. Add the diversity. Make it truly random. Right. Don't just say, okay, well, we can't do all male roles. That's for superheroes or whatever. <laughs> so now it's all girls. Like the Ghostbusters, it just seemed like, yeah, they were all guys the first time. I don't think that had anything to do with it too much. But they were nerds, you know, and like you, it would have been really hard to find a girl to go put on one of those suits in the eighties and eighties, yeah, probably. And Ghostbust. So. Um, so. <laughs> now being a nerd is cool, so you know, like, I, and I could totally see it. four girls wanting to do it. I'm yeah. sure there was an actual Ghostbuster squad of four girls somewhere out there yeah. in the world. But then, like, doing Ocean's Eleven over again as all girls and changing the yeah. number and just making it all women because there were girls in Ocean's Eleven. Don't bother me. It wasn't like there weren't girls. Uh, so you guys haven't seen anything about no, that? I haven't seen it. No. Oh, no, I have. Oh, I yeah. Have so okay. go ahead. Chime in on this, Jacob. I, what do you think? I, yes, no, all girl movies. Well, you see, by taking uh, that position, you are now a misogynist. And, oh, no, that's uh, why we need dice. Because. <laughs> yeah, I agreed with Logan. No, no, Randomness I, is not misogyny. No, no, no. But that's that was, the, that was kind of the big thing that the people were pushing is if you didn't like the female Ghostbusters... You were a misogynist, and you were sexist, and you... But isn't that sexist, to say yep. that you have to like an all-girl movie, or I, you're not I sexist? Guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I wasn't going to see it to begin with, because were they, the whole thing about the, the... We're not about politics uh, and PC. We're right. <laughs> no, the whole thing, like, just... It doesn't quickly, bother me. Well, yeah, just quickly, and then we get back to the, the female Bond. Uh, the, where they lost, where the Ghostbusters movie lost me, because it was like, like, four girls. Okay, fine, whatever. But where they lost me is in the first trailer they ever showed... Yeah, it said, 30 years ago, four scientists saved the world. Now, what's wrong with that? Winston Zedmore, not a scientist. Just a handyman they picked up off the street. 
Yeah, so exactly. if you can't get that even right, I don't trust you with my with my. Right, he was just looking for a job, and right. they were like, "Well, we need extra people, so can you handle this scary shit?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm cool, you know." Yep. So back to female Bond, who is kind of a badass. Well, Velvet, like I said, Velvet Templeton. She, I like her. She's pretty much, you know, she's going to do what she's going to do, and. No holds barred, and I like those type of characters. I don't like. She's the a way very she sexy. I, I I love this about her. Bond was always like an older gentleman, not necessarily old, but he was always right. mature, well aged, learned, the adept, you know, um, the initiated, and that's the way they portray Velvet. Right. She's an she's older an older man. woman. I mean, it goes back to her past a little bit. There's some mm-hmm. fade into her history, but. In the present, she's, you know, middle-aged, and it's kind of, it's cool because she has that mature, sexy appeal, like, of a woman that is has wiles and knows what she's doing. So I think right. that, and they did that really well with the, the story was very exciting in that way. To me, I'm trying to think of the actress that played in Zorro. She married, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, kind of has that allure, and if I see a movie, I could almost see her doing Velvet to a degree. And because she's a, you know, she's there in the middle ages. She's a stronger woman. I can see her portraying this character really Where easily. Where is the mole on her face? Like right under the nose, isn't it? No, I like no. on her cheek. I'm not sure. Oh, you said you didn't know. It's Logan, under, you're looking under under her nose. Uh, That's what yeah. I thought. Um, I really like the mole. I like things like that, like standout features, like a standout feature like that on a spy. Makes you remember. And well, then the white streak in her hair. a spy, that's not the best thing. It's not, but it, it's it's cool because, yeah, then she has to kill everyone she deals with. <laughs> Makes her even more of a badass. She can have a obvious facial mark. I just think it's cool when they do stuff like that. Not necessarily right. scars, but just it gives her a very unique look. As opposed to a lot of other, um, like, she doesn't just, you know, she's she's not not another Black Widow. She's totally different, you know, totally different style character for a female super spy. And this one, I think she could put Black Widow to shame to a degree, because that'd be real tight on who's the better. I almost would verge on Velvet, but... Black Widow doesn't actually have any... Why are we talking about Black Widow still? She doesn't actually have any superpowers, right? Not technically. I think that if the Avengers was more realistic... Like, there would have been the first fight scene, she and Hawkeye would be dead, and then Hulk and Iron Man would press forward thinking, damn, those friends without superpowers, they sure got mangled fast. There's, like, debris flying everywhere. But back to Velvet. But, yeah, Velvet is one of those where it's the same story we've heard time and time again. You heard it in the description. Someone gets killed. She's framed. She's got to uh, clear herself. And she goes back through her contacts in the past to help her out to do this. So the story's nothing <coughs> special, really. It's pretty much a tried and true story. Yeah, I mean it's classic crime noir, yeah. spy mystery stuff. But with Ed Brubaker, he is a crime novelist and graphic novelist, and you can feel that to me in this story. And with the sure. artwork that, uh, excuse me a moment, with the artwork that Steve Epping Epting does, it's not dark, 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 but it's dark enough that it gives it that heavy atmosphere 
it's like dark, but you can see it's like right. those movies that they they want it to be real dark and scary, but they thought, oh, but we still need them to see what's going on, yeah. so let's turn on one of these little blue lights. Um, I hate the movies where you go in there and it's like they they want you to think it's dark. You know, we know that it's supposed to be dark. Well, you're you're portraying dark. Okay, can you give us a little light so we're not just staring at a black screen like. Who thinks that's good cinema? I don't know. They need to tell these directors. <laughs> but I like that. This is a very dark uh, thing, but it's not, like, super dark. And right now there's three volumes to the series, and that's as 2016 copyright date. So, And this one was done in 2014, so it's been pretty much one a year. Uh, whether there'll be another one in 2017, I'm not sure if these continued on or not. Have you read all three of them? I've just read this first one. And I liked it enough that I'll keep reading it. Where sometimes with some of the stuff that's a little bit darker uh, in tone, I'm never sure until I read it, but this one, it fit. It fit the mood of the story. She fit the mood of the story. Everything just gelled well with Brubaker writing it and the artwork. I was like, yeah, I'm in. I remember being really psyched about it. It's been a while since I've read it, but I remember being really psyched about it after I read it and wanting to read the next one and being pretty serious about it. So I'll say that, too. I'll, I'll definitely read the second copy. With a book from Image Comics, it is considered an independent book, so they do kind of go outside the comic code, and this one definitely goes outside of that comic code. And it does show Velvet in different lights, to say it politely. I think you see her backside, you see her the breasts or bust, so they don't shy away from that either in the artwork. So be prepared for that if you're going to be reading it. But it's not, like, overdone. No, it's done well. It's done tastefully, I think. It's not going to help them with the ratings, but yeah, but it's. But I think that's appropriate for the storyline. Uh, it's done well enough that I always thought there should be more nudity in Bond. Anyway, it felt like oh, yeah. it felt like they <laughs> it felt like they really wanted to do nudity and just couldn't. They just needed their rating too badly. To me, it's, sometimes they did, and a couple of them they did, didn't they? I, I think with they, Pierce Bronson they did. I don't know. If, in at least one of them. Side. I don't know. About I, yeah, it, it would. It wouldn't be like any like uh, full yeah, frontal or anything like that. It would be a, a fleeting, silhouette kind of thing. Yeah. But this one, I think, probably fourteen or fifteen and up can handle it. I'm sure. Mean, yeah. P, I mean, this to me is a PG thirteen. It's kind of at that edge of an R, but it doesn't go far enough to put it over that line. Yeah, if, and there's not enough nudity in it that I would yeah. even worry about it. What That's it would, not even a major issue. The violence, I think, more than yeah. the nudity. What it's going to get dinged on is uh, if you were made into a movie, the language would push it into a rated R. Oh, just yeah. because they drop a couple of f bombs, a couple of pages. And oh, so, yeah. I mean, like well, that's. I mean, yeah, uh, you know. It, and the independent comics are doing that more and more. Right, I've been uh, noticing that. So strong language really does elevate anything status. I think to more to a more mature, mature audience, right? Well, and I know with the way that the ratings agencies go, if you PG thirteen gets one f bomb dropped, and then that's it. If you do more than that, okay. you, get, you get rated R. I so, didn't know if it was one or two. I yeah, you, I think yeah, that that's that may not necessarily be the case with graphic novels, as it is, so much as it is movies. Right. I'm just saying if, if um, we were talking. They're about a little the, bit looser with the language in sure. in print, but because they're not saying it, so it's not you know right, hearing right. it as well. I think, but based on what I've read, like that has been coded, and like this is coded for teens, but it has so much, you know, foul language. Sure. Well, it's it's dark enough, mature enough. I think, you know, fourteen is kind of probably pushing fifteen and up. I think would be fine. Parents will just have to see what they think with their kids. This is one that I would say parents would need to read first before they hand to their kids, just to see. 
I'm not, you know, like an expert on anything, but I really think that that's the way ratings should be anyway. Like, it should be either okay for everyone, general audiences, not necessarily okay for little kids, but okay for teenagers or preteens, PG-13, basically. So there's like G, PG-13, and then R, which would just be parental's discretion, Right. which, and that's the problem. They want a number on it. They want an age on it because the parents don't want to pre-screen it. Pre-screen the movie, then or the or the book or the comic book. I then you'll work. know, then you'll know what your kid's reading and the context, so that that f bomb may be okay with you as a parent in that context. Whereas you feel like your kid might appreciate it. So, but like when, the, when you just the, go by the number, if we go into the f bomb, Abram and I have had this discussion. There, there's two meanings. One could be derogatory, but there's another one that is a positive meaning. Of what? F-bomb? The F-bomb, yeah. What's the other? Tell me the positive yeah. meaning of F-bomb. Learn me something. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a positive meaning. You're you're happy with what's going on. You so, but, but that's still that's still illicit language. That's still going to bump your rating. Well, yeah, exactly. but it is a positive No, I'm not saying... Way. It is well, there's, a, there's a lot There's a lot of positive so, F-bombs. There's a lot. In that yeah. case, there's there's a lot of different ways you can use right. that word. Depending on the emphasis, depends on how it could be perceived. I mean, well, she has I mean, it, we she could talk has all it on night her, about censorship. She has it on her keychain, and she's had it on her... Th- and, Jacob would be happy to know that I can't do anything to her now. She's had it on her keychain since she's been driving. Mm. And, and it's I'm not like, I don't care. Don't what do you think, the keychain, please? Chain. No, don't forget the actual chain. Well, I know that, but what does that what? have to do with her? Oh, because she would have had it at school. Over and sure. over and over and over again. <laughs> you should have been watching. I don't run day-to-day operations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not, you're not going to micromanage this. <laughs> That's the principal's problem. Do they even have deans here? Do you have deans here? Is this no, school big enough to no. see? I never actually got to see the principal. They were always threatening me. If you don't, if you do this again, you're going to go see the principal. You're going to get suspended. But it was always just a dean. I always had to deal with some dean, and I wanted to say, "Look, dean, you're just a dean, dean. <laughs> you know, you're not the principal, dean." Right now here, it's just a principal in each of the buildings. So. Yeah. We have a superintendent as well, don't right? We? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we had that too. I'm just saying, like below yeah. that, there's the principal, vice principal. Yeah, we don't we have. have that. You don't, don't even have, have vice principals. We have a couple of assistants that, okay. that fill in when the principals are out of the building, but overall, no. So they don't even have a vice principal. We have principal, <laughs> vice principal. Then I, I think we in my high school we have four deans. We're reliving our high school history now. <laughs> Just how many people were in your class, in your high school? Three thousand. Yeah, see, that's more than this town has in, ty- in its entirety. <laughs> yeah, so that's what. I'm, yeah, so it was a little bit bigger of a school. A little bit. A lot big. It was a big school. My graduate and, was and my dean still knew me by name. Town. That's the important thing. You know, you know, we cared because he only saw me once a week. That's so a, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I usually wasn't at school often enough for him to see me more than that. <laughs> oh, I didn't have a choice. When your parents a teacher, <laughs> it's murder if you yeah. don't show up for school. <laughs> yeah, it was always kind of hard to get the teacher's kids to skip. Oh, yes. They weren't always the best ones, though. That's very true. <laughs> so back to female bond named Velvet. Uh, this one, like I've been saying, I... I loved it. I, I give it a tooth on. My favorite color is brown, that. so their color scheme worked really well for me. I hope they keep that. No, they you like brown. They definitely. I noticed in the Image comics, especially, they they tend to follow very strict color schemes. 
or it seems like it. Like, okay, the one we just did, what was that we just did? Was that Image Comics? We, Coffin Hill, I think Coffin, it was. Yeah. Hill was Vertigo. That's an so imprint that's of Image, DC. though, isn't it? That's no, it's, a, it's like DC's Image, right? but it's Vertigo, uh, so it's not Image. The but, one you're thinking of was uh, Lazarus. Lazarus had a very yellow-orange color scheme. Muted tones and stuff like this one too. Yeah, but they're but they're a little different. You know, they're separated. But then this one's a very brown but muted. And that one was more yellow-orange, in my opinion. It's weird, but I like this one's color scheme because I'm partial to brown. So, but this is one. Like I said, I would recommend to anybody that's into this genre. I think they'd enjoy it. If you're a casual reader. Yeah, maybe, but it's kind of more genre driven. Yeah, I mean, if you're other, if so. you're interested in action and kind of um, oh, 70s spy thrillers, spy yeah, thriller action, spies. spy thriller action, then of any kind, then you'll want to you'll definitely want to read this. And if you just think that that stuff's kind of cool, and it's I'm not really well. into it, into it, but I thought it was cool. Yeah. And I think as you go along, they'll get more into the character because Ed Brubaker tends to kind of do that a little bit more so i have been finding i do really like spy thrillers because i love oh, yeah. that slug line it depends on what it is that, if it moves fast enough i'm in but if it's a little slower that can drag me out sometimes so just a slug line i enjoyed uh bonds eh, I, the daniel craig's i did enjoy uh like i like the mike myers one the mike myers one uh who else is out there? Bourne's a little slow, and I consider that a spy thriller. Yeah. Jason Bourne. Yeah, and that's a little slower to me, but it has good action scenes when there are action scenes, but it kind of slows at points. Compared the story to, is slower. Compared to the books, I think moves at r- rapid not, fire pace, though. Does it? Oh, yeah. Okay. The books are just ungodly slow. <laughs> You've read the Jason Bourne books? I read the first one. I couldn't get it. I couldn't, I couldn't go to the next one, so I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And this one, I think, with the artwork behind it to facilitate the action, mm-hmm. that helps me with the, this as well. Yeah, the artwork's really good. So, uh, so this is one that I think if you're a smaller library, you probably want to interlibrary loan it. Uh, if you're a medium, consider it. If you have a fans of the genre, pick it up. Large library, it'll fit in great. You'll have your fans of the spy genre. That'll dig it. Crime noir a little bit, maybe. Some nudity yeah. fans. <laughs> Those guys are mostly 15, but... <laughs> they're there. They're, they're in the library, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did set the, uh, set the bar at like 14, 15 and up. Yeah. So, um, perfect. But I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, I forgot my binder. Never mind. I was going to do the emails, but I forgot them. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. No emails. No. Next time. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. If we remember then. Call me, maybe. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> All right. Time to wrap it up. Thanks for All right. Thanks. Yep. That's it. That's over. It. Game over, man. Game over. That's it. We did Colby Calais reference. <laughs> Game's over. You didn't get that right, but that's okay. I'm not going to correct you because that means I know the song. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. It's not her. Who is it? Don't remember. Let's move on. You do oh, remember. What, what's the, what's her name? I have no idea. What's your name? Carly Ray. Carly Ray. Yeah, Carly Ray Jepsen. There it is. Yeah. We've been having fun. Hope you've been having fun listening to us. We'll catch you on the flip side. Carly Ray Jepsen. There it is. Oh, that's freaking nightmares. 
<laughs> and Jacob's still in my line. He's really wanting to go. <laughs> trying to get out yeah, of here. He's before. actually saying bye. Really? Uh, if anybody out there is wanting to get before we go, us, let's talk about Miley Cyrus for a little bit just to <laughs> get rid of Jacob. Line. No, I'm just kidding. Don't watch The Voice this year. No. <laughs> That's still going. Yep. Yeah. You all right, dude? You killed Lenny. <laughs> That's not cool, man. Instead of killing Kenny, we killed Lenny. There you go. <laughs> but if you want to send us some emails. Who the hell's on The Voice? Uh, Molly Cyrus is one of the oh my coaches God, this did year. You hear that? I heard it. I'm that's, just going to ignore it. It's Molly Cyrus, Alicia Keys, and Blake so, Shelton. The two end guys are the same Blake Sheldon and Adam, Adam Levine. Levine. So, how, how are they going to get anyone with talent? I don't know. Did they have anyone with talent to begin with? I have uh, no, but I okay. mean, they're going down. <laughs> uh, Pharrell was all right. Pharrell Williams is pretty talented because of his hat. Yeah, he has great hats. <laughs> no, he's got some pretty good musical skills. That guy, I think. All righty. Again, we'll go with this. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. We have a Facebook account and Twitter account. Look up Comic Pop Library. You'll find us there. Send us some messages, and we'll put them on the air. And we are having fun. We hope you guys have fun listening to us. Have fun, damn it. Oh. We'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> Bye. See ya. listening to comic pop library we welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com all emails submitted become the property of comic pop library and are subject for use in our show we would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about comic pop library by posting about us on twitter facebook or just tell someone about us this podcast is not endorsed by any publisher distributor or studio and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.